BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, Deejans, it is Monday, December 25th. Merry Christmas, you filthy Deejans. We got your NFL Week 16 recap, three NFL games to bet on, and some NBA action as well. I'm Mad Max, and joining me today, the one and only Sex Panther. Panther, now how many days until your next trip to Vegas? Um, Three months and about five days. <laughs> So you don't have an exact I, countdown yet. You don't have you don't have the exact number of days just yet. Yeah. No, 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 no. At this at this point, believe it or not, I'm I'm probably about so today's the 25th, so we're a week away from New Year's. At that point, the only countdown that matters to me and, and really a bunch of my friends is uh pitchers and catches re- reporting. <laughs> how's your how's your fantasy football team? Did did you get uh did you advance or what what's going on there? I'm, yes, I advanced. I'm in the championship, but I nothing's going right. Um, he had he had everything go right for him, and most of my guys go today. I have a vast majority of my guys going today, but the one player that I had going late last night was Cortland Sutton, who suffered a concussion and never returned. Got me absolutely zero fantasy points. So my outlook does not look good, but going by the Yahoo projections, I'm going to lose by about 30 points. So I need, here's what I need. I need Brock Purdy to George Kittle for about three or four touchdowns. Good luck with that. Good good, good luck with that. Uh, So here you go. I had uh, Josh Allen go for 32 points. I had Puka Nakua go for 29 points. I had C. Higgins go for 22.5 points. Uh, uh, Tony Pollard shit the bed. Uh, Tyler Lockett went for 12.12 points. Uh, Let's see, on my bench, I had Matt Stafford go for 31. Adam Thielen go for 13. uh, Najoko go for 14. Um, Yeah, and uh, guess what? It doesn't matter because I didn't make the playoffs. So the the, the week that my team decides to really fucking show up is not the week that I need them to. So that's about (laughs) it. Listen, tell me if I've got a chance, okay? He's got 108. With Devontae Adams and Harrison Bucker going today. I've got Brock Purdy, AJ Brown, Pacheco, George Kittle, and San Francisco kicker Moody. Is, is there enough there that I can recover being down 77 points? Uh, maybe. It's 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 gonna be it's 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 gonna it's it's gonna be tough, man. That's that's gonna be tough. You know, you're, you're going to have to have to hope for, you know, a, a no show or an injury on his side, you know. Um, but, yeah, that's yeah. Things are going to have to fall pretty fucking good for you <laughs> for this to fucking happen. Uh, you acknowledge, of course, listening live because we're recording at nine and, and not six. And uh, he's saying fuck fantasy. He went against Perkins and Cooper. So, yeah. <laughs> fuck fantasy, indeed. Uh, I. You want to do this uh, NFL recap? I got, got some uh, questions or things for you to talk about. Yeah. Oh, God. dude, I'm so lost. You know, week off and then uh, a Monday <laughs> holiday. I, I was just like, it's a good thing. I, full disclosure, because Panther does forget shit. 
Max sends me, hey, we're going to go in five minutes. I'm like, fuck, I've got a podcast to do today. <laughs> so I slapped it all together in about five minutes. So let's do God, this. No, no, we were talking about it yesterday. <laughs> I know. I was wrapping presents. I'm so far behind. A week in Vegas throws everything out of like there's no preparation whatsoever. Fuck, man. Uh, no, listen, my kids were up at like seven. We opened the fucking presents. We ate the fucking cinnamon buns. We, I was like, all right, I'm ready to fucking podcast now. <laughs> That's it. You know, the kids are going to fucking play all day and I'm fucking good. All right, let's do this thing. Point number one, uh, who is the most dangerous upset team? So the Rams beat the Saints on Thursday night. The Browns dominated the Texans on the road. They won that one 36-22. Uh, Baker Mayfield and the Bucks. they took down Jacksonville. They won their fourth game in a row, and the Bills edged out a win over the Los Angeles Chargers. I like that one. Uh, so that improves the Bills to 9-6. and six. So all of these four teams right now, very hot, and could be an upset team when it comes to the playoffs. Uh, which of those teams, Rams, Browns, uh, Tampa Bay Bucks, or Bills, are you more afraid of? You know, probably, probably the Buffalo Bills. You know, th this is a team that we kind of tried to bury. They buried themselves. They played really, really bad. But now, with their backs against the wall, and Josh Allen has said it, every week is a playoff game for us. Like they've got to go on a, a seven-game winning streak to get to the Super Bowl. And right now, they're playing like they've got a goal. They've kind of cleared the cobwebs of everything that they were doing wrong. Um, so I think Buffalo has the most upside. I like the Rams. I do like the Rams. I just don't like the like Buffalo can beat Miami, Kansas City, these other AFC teams. I just don't think the Rams can beat San Francisco, maybe Dallas, and I really don't know what to fucking think of Philadelphia anymore. So here's the thing. I think the Browns to me are the most dangerous team. Uh, just because I don't know, like, what fucking, like, serum Joe Flacco's taken that he looks like Joe Flacco from that first Super Bowl run that got him paid all those millions and millions of dollars. Joe Flacco looks fucking good out there. Defense looks really fucking good. Uh, this Browns team is scary as fucking shit. And just, I, I know it was a backup quarterback, but going into Houston and absolutely stomping on the Texans was a fucking statement game. Browns absolutely terrify me. The Bills are probably third on my list out of these four. I mean, Tampa Tampa Bay is is fourth. I'll put Tampa Bay ranked fourth. Of the, it's still scary, dangerous team. Baker Mayfield playing some good fucking football. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not 100% sold on this Tampa Bay team because they played so dreadful for a period of time. The Rams, when they were playing bad, is because of injuries. You know, uh, they didn't have Kyron Williams. They didn't have Cooper Cup for a while. Uh, Matt Stafford missed some games with, with, with uh, injury. Uh, the defense was eh. The fucking Rams is scary as shit, man. Like, I think the Rams are a really fucking scary team. Uh, and and I hate to say it, you know, if they if 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 it's the Rams and the Lions in the first round, once again, Matt Stafford will knock the uh, Lions out of the playoffs. That would be brutal. That that would <laughs> I, it puts, man, that's just that's just harsh. You know, I mean, it would it would set up, it would set up for a great guy because like, Jared Goff would probably have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder there as well. So almost kind of hope for that scenario. Um, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, one of the teams that you didn't mention there, but maybe you're going to get to those one of the new points. But one of the, them losing last night really, really hurt them because if they've had a problem, it's being on the road. They are undefeated in Dallas, three and five on the road. And if they have to go on the road in more than likely the second round of the playoffs, it just has not bode well for them to be away from Big D. Yeah, I think as it as it plays out right now, Dallas would uh, face Tampa Bay in the first round. They'd have to head head down to Tampa Bay and take on Baker Mayfield and the Bucks. So it's it, again, and no easy fucking task right there. Um, and you know, knowledge we will get to the Raiders a little bit later. So trust us, we will talk about that. All right, point number two: Does anyone want the South? Anyone? Anyone calling anyone to take the fucking AFC South? Anyone? No. Yeah. Uh, Jags, Texans both lost this week, uh, which means here you go, Colts. Here's a gimme game. You're fucking listen. The two teams you're vying for for the AFC South, they fucking lost. Here's your gimme game against the Atlanta Falcons. What, what'd you do? You lost twenty nine to fucking ten. 
<laughs> I mean, the Titans were never really in it, but they lost as well. So throw the Titans in the scrap heap. Um, Indy has the Raiders and Texans left. Houston has Tennessee and Indy. Jacksonville has Carolina and Tennessee. So it looks like the Jags have the clearer path, but they've lost four games in a row, and now it seems that Trevor, Joey, Johnny Lawrence is banged up. Panther, who wins the South? Good God. I have no idea. I'm Even though C.J. Stroud was injured and didn't play yesterday, I'm, I'm probably still rooting for the Texans. The Jaguars are in a funk, and I don't know if they're going to be able to get out of it. Uh, Trevor Lawrence not being healthy. They don't look good without him. Um, the Colts... The thing that really surprised me about the Colts is they got Jonathan Taylor back yesterday, and they still shit the bed. Uh, so I, I don't know what to think of this Colts. I, I'm i looking at this. The thing that's it, – it's weird because Jacksonville is actually better on the road than they are at home. Indianapolis is better on the road than they are at home. Houston is better at home than they are on the road. Mildly, 5-3 and three versus 3-4. and four. I, I don't know. You give me a hundred bucks of your own money, I'll lose this bet. I still would say Jacksonville, but that's not without looking, you know, looking at the last two games between these three teams. But strength of schedule hasn't really mattered. Jacksonville has dropped some gimmies. Indy just dropped a gimme. Houston without CJ Stroud looks like dog shit. Um fuck, man. If tennis if this the season was 20 games, Tennessee might be able to get back into this thing. <laughs> Uh, I, I, again, Jacksonville's got the clearer path, Carolina, Tennessee. They should win both those games. That's, that should do it. And then of course, of course the Colts and the uh, Texans have to play each other in the last week. So one of those teams is probably going to go one and one, you know? Um, and again, let's not count out the Raiders as well. Uh, so, I mean, I'd say I'd rank this probably Jacksonville, Houston, and then Indianapolis. But if CJ Stroud is healthy and he comes back, I'll throw my money on Houston to win it because just because it doesn't look like uh, Trevor Lawrence is healthy right now, and this team is is but it so come on come on here you go Colts you had the fucking chance to fucking take take the lead in the South and you got absolutely humiliated by the fucking Falcons go Taylor Heineke point number three congrats to the Lions Panther by beating Minnesota yesterday Detroit clinched the NFC North when was the last time that they clinched the NFC North. Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm going to hazard a guess. Wayne Fonts was probably the head coach. Barry Sanders was playing for the team. Fuck, even probably not even then. 1987. Uh, you have knowledge correct. 30 years. Exactly 30 years. 1993, because uh, 1992 was the year that Brett Favre debuted for the Packers. And from there on out, it was doom because you had and then aaron Rodgers, and it's been a long 30 fucking years for the lions yet they won congrats to the lions however in victory sometimes comes uncertainty detroit picked off nick mullins four times yesterday panther they won the turnover battle four to one they won the game by six points I am worried about the Detroit Lions. Should I be worried about the Detroit Lions? Yes. And it's the same thing we've been worried about the Detroit Lions um, since last year. Is That defense is, you know, they, they got the four interceptions, but still prone to give up a lot of yards and give up a lot of points. I mean, think about that. They got four turnovers from Nick Mullins and still only won by a touchdown it puts a lot of pressure on that offense. Jared Goff and that offense cannot make mistakes because they've got to outscore their defense. And when you're going against offenses that can put up points like Dallas, Philadelphia, and San Francisco, it, yeah, there's definitely reason to be concerned with the Detroit Lions. Yeah, uh, poor, poor, poor fucking uh, Lions fans out there. You finally have a glimmer of hope, and that hope might fade in the first fucking round. All right, uh, point number four, the Dolphins clinched. We talked about the Cowboys. Uh, Dolphins beat the Cowboys with game a lot of got a lot of game winning field goals again yesterday. Not as many as a few weeks ago. Remember when we had like I don't know like nine or something like that. But uh, a lot of game winning field goals. This was one of them. Dolphins beat the Cowboys. Uh, that improves them to eleven and four and help them clinch a playoff spot in the AFC. In your opinion, was this enough of a quality win to start believing in Miami? It's a yeah, it's a quality win. I think my big takeaway was that of the twenty two points. 15 of them came via field goal. They've got to finish drives. 
Um, they, you know, three of those field goals were over 50 yards. They're they're getting into the other team's territory. They're dry. I mean, they're moving the ball and not finishing drives. This really could have been a blowout, uh, but they settled for field goals. We like Tyreek Hill. He's damn near uncoverable. Tua's playing. I mean, listen, we we talked about this last year. Is if he's not concussed, he's got all his brain cells. He's a damn good quarterback. Um, Moster and company running. I mean, this is a balanced team. A good enough defense. Yeah, I think I believe I believe in Miami as much as I maybe more than anybody outside of Baltimore. I think it's Baltimore and everybody else. I think Miami is every bit as good as Kansas City, Jacksonville, Buffalo. I mean, who the fuck are we putting in there with Baltimore? Uh, yeah, it's 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 me right now. I, we'll see what the about the Chiefs this week, but to me, it, it's Baltimore, Miami, and then probably Cleveland. I, I shit you not, like Cleveland is that that fucking third team right now in the AFC that I, I would just put in there. Um, which I would listen. I would I would love for the Cleveland Browns to win the fucking Super Bowl this year, Panther, with fucking Joe Flacco leading the way, oh because God. a a fucking joe flacco winning another super bowl cements him as a fucking hall of famer right there (laughs) joe flacco fucking do it you know (laughs) joe flacco fucking does this you know uh walks off into the sunset and then all the money they spend on deshaun watson for nothing because joe flacco wins the fucking super bowl (laughs) you know it'd be great especially if he could get to the super bowl by knocking off the ravens that would be even better that would be amazing Joe Flacco would go down his history as being the quarterback on two of the greatest defenses in the year that he would win the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, right. Um, You know what I'm saying? Against Dallas, D, field goals are uh, points, you know, kind of finishing the drive with any points in that game. Yeah, Listen, I agree. Dallas got to get really good defense. So you you walk away with any possession with points better than punting. Um, And, uh, yeah, I think Flacco's comeback player of the year. Absolutely. I mean... Uh, and you look at some of his interceptions, it's either because he's launching a Hail Mary at, like, the, the half to, like, end a, fu- you know, like, just, you know, the, the Browns uh, uh, kicker got injured yesterday, so they were just fucking going for it on fourth down. Like, they, you know, they weren't even kicking field goals at one point. They were just like, Flacco just fucking toss it into the end zone, whatever happens, happens. So, but he's he's airing it out, man. Joe Flacco, oh my God, looks so fucking good. All right, point number five, we'll call this the NFC least. I feel like I've had this uh, this uh, this this phrase going for a couple years now, but let's talk about the NFC least. Uh, you got a losing streak on the line today. The Eagles look to break their losing streak against the Giants, but right now you got Dallas on a two-game losing streak, Philadelphia on a three-game losing streak. Uh, the fucking Commanders... Came up short against the Jets yesterday. Jets had a game-winning field goal. They choked that one, by the way. The Jets were up fucking big and choked that one against the Commanders, but still won. So the Commanders have now lost six in a row. The Giants, of course, lost last week. So it's easy to say the Commanders are playing the worst football after losing six in a row. But, I mean, you know, it's the Commanders. Do we really think much of them? Eagles' defense is dreadful right now. Cowboys, their offense has stagnated a bit. Out of the NFC teams... Who do you think is playing the worst football right now? Philadelphia, probably because of expectations. Um, but Washington's defense is horrid. That was that was the big uh, comparison yesterday. Was New York Jets' offense abysmal versus Washington's defense abysmal? And you've got a point at Washington's defense here because they gave up thirty points to a team I don't think has scored thirty points in their last three games. The Jets' offense is absolutely horrid, and Washington just still finds way to shit the bed on the defensive side of the ball. I don't think their offense is that bad, and really putting up 20-plus points against a Jets' defense is something to acknowledge. But Philadelphia's last three games, their defense has been horrid, and their offense looks completely out of sync. Jalen Hurts does not look right, and for a team that matters, a team that's going to the playoffs— we're going to talk about this game, obviously, but man, there's huge questions in Philadelphia, Max. I totally agree. Uh, like out of all the teams right now, uh, combining expectations, talent, uh, and and overall results, the Eagles are playing the worst football out of any team in the NFC East right now. And uh, again, mathematically, it's probably the Commanders. 
<laughs> you know, you everything across the board is commanders. But we didn't really think much of this commanders team. We didn't think that they, you know, would ha- have have a chance this year. Uh, the offense has actually, I think their offense has played better than the Eagles offense has in the last few weeks. You know, so to me, Eagles got to get their heads out of the ass. We'll see if they do that later when we talk about that game. All right, point number six, zappy happy. Belly Zappy threw for 256 yards, two touchdowns, and a Patriots win over the Broncos. Probably cost the Broncos a playoff spot right there with that with that win last night. Bill just sticking it to uh, Sean Payton. Uh, Patriots are two and two in Zappy's four starts. He's playing much better than Mac Jones. We liked what we saw from Zappy last year. Question now, Panther: Could he be the quarterback in New England, or with the high pick that they'll get? Are they obligated to draft a quarterback now? This was this was the worst thing that could happen for a New England fan, which I am not. Um, is them win a game, which might save Belichick's job. I think the first question that has to be answered is who is their head coach. Um, if they get another head coach, then maybe he decides he wants to give Zappy a chance. But more than likely, if I'm a betting man. I think New England is getting a new head coach, and I think then that new head coach is going to want his quarterback, which means they're going to draft a quarterback. Mac Jones will probably be cut or traded. Bailey Zappi will stick around as the uh, number two, and they'll go get a rookie quarterback. That's what I think they should do. That's what I hope they should do. Um, But if Belichick sticks around, I'm going to continue to shit on this team until they chase him out the door. I think they're absolutely obligated to draft a quarterback at this point in time. Um, I mean, Zappi has shown enough glimpses of hope to be a, a very solid backup, maybe a starter in this league. I don't know. Uh, I'd like to see him get you know more time, and we will have two more weeks to assess him and see. But I think that the Patriots have to draft a quarterback in the draft next year. You don't get uh, high draft picks that often when when you know you're a team like the Patriots. Um, this is a quarterback rich draft, uh, you know, and so I think you gotta fucking do it. You can't fucking hope to, you know, get a Brock Purdy late in the fucking rounds. Um, you just gotta nail. I mean, that's the thing. You just gotta nail the fucking quarterback, right? I mean, uh, they didn't nail Mac Jones. They had a, a high draft pick of Mac Jones. They kind of whiffed on that one. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of quarterbacks just not fucking, you know, play up to expectations. I uh, shit. I mean, Baker Mayfield is the number one fucking quarterback the year that he was drafted. You know, and I like Baker a lot, and I'm happy for him. I'm happy for the success he's having right now in Tampa Bay. But he didn't live up to his expectations. Uh, Sam Darnold, fucking, uh, uh, what's his name, Zach, Zach, Zach Wilson. Um, who the fucking, the, the asshole Trey Lance. Like, the, I mean, you got to fucking nail this fucking pick. So for them, nail the pick, or you got Zappy as the fucking backup. You should be okay. All right, Panther, extra point in time. You have to plant a flag right now. Two weeks left. Two weeks left planting a flag. Pick the six wild card teams. Three in the AFC, three in the NFC. Go. Three in the AFC. Your wild card teams will be the Buffalo Bills. I feel very confident that they get in. Uh, The Cleveland Browns. Just with that record, they have to get in. And good God, after that, the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> you know, I just wanted you to say <laughs> the Raiders. No, I, I'm not giving them a chance. <laughs> uh, no Bengals? No Bengals. We think Bengals are done after that loss to the fucking Pittsburgh this week. That loss hurts. I mean, if you can't beat the Steelers, and that's twice, the Bengals are 0 5 in their own division. They, at this point, I. It's better. I think it's better for the NFL. It's better for the fans. It's better for playoff football if the Bengals just are in it. They had that nice little run. It was a nice story. But the reality is Jake Browning is the prototypical dump off. He throws very short. He throws to his running backs and he doesn't go deep. And they really don't have an offense without Joe Burrow that's challenging defenses deep. And we saw that this past week. I just think the playoffs would be better without the Bengals. All right, NFC, and a little trickery here because you, you, I'm telling you, pick the three wild card teams. One, 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 one of them is already one of them's already taken, but you have to pick which one gets the wild card. Is it going to be Philly or Dallas? And then you got to pick the other two teams that make it. 
Oh my god, Philly or Dallas? Um, you know the way they're playing right now, I I gotta say Philadelphia is the wild card. Well, I think that I listen. They're playing bad. They're playing bad, and um, only crazy they could lose four in a row. The other wild cards. Tampa Bay is probably going to win their division. I mean, who the fuck? Knows? They'll win the division. Tampa Bay's going to win the division. They're going to win the division. Um, man. So with two games left, the Rams and Seattle both have one game advantage over everybody else. Minnesota. Uh, you know, I'm going to take the Rams. I do like the Rams. And the other one, I, I, I want Minnesota to backdoor their way into this thing. I'm going to take Minnesota. I mean, I think it's going to be Rams and the Seahawks. And I, what I love about that, too, is is oh, the Rams ha- can kind of control their destiny now because they just got to keep pace with Seattle, really, because they've got the uh, the tiebreaker. They beat Seattle twice. So the Rams can – I think the Rams should get in there. Um, and I think Seattle is probably the other one that, that also does. But, uh, yeah, listen, I mean, there's a couple of teams that, you know, uh, you know what I was saying, it feels – Justin Fields playing really fucking good uh, football right now. They've got a chance to sneak in. Um Green Bay, uh, they won yesterday, a close one, so they're still hanging around. But Minnesota seems to be fading. They've lost two in a row. So, uh, And the Saints. The Saints got a solid good defense, but that loss to the Rams probably fucking hurt them a bit too. So I, I think it's the Rams and Seattle there. All right. Long intro as usual when we do these Monday recaps. We do have three NFL games to bet on and the NBA as well. Stay tuned. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJs. Proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free.
That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. We are back, possibly never even left you, Sex Panther. Let's start with your Las Vegas Raiders. That's the first game today as they head to Kansas City, take on their division rival Chiefs. This line sits at minus 11 Kansas City. Could the Vegas Raiders upset the Chiefs today? Yeah, they could. I mean, let's not forget. <laughs> we'll remind everybody, 63 points last week. They just can't catch a fucking ball. Now, they do get Pacheco back, and I think that was a big, big difference in the last two games. They did not have him, um, so that it was something that was hurting the offense. But their wide receiver's inability to catch the ball is the down force of what's ailing this Chiefs. Now they got a good defense. They're four and three at home. The Raiders are one and five on the road. The Chiefs have been I think they've owned them since Andy Reid got there. I don't think the Raiders have beat them yet since Andy Reid's gotten to Kansas City. Um can they beat them? Maybe. I don't think so. I like the Chiefs, but I like the Raiders with the eleven points. Give me twenty five bucks on my Raiders. Uh, yeah, I'm betting the Raiders with the points, and I, I don't hate a money line play here. I really don't. Like, I, I think that a potential upset. I, Raiders terrible on the road, so, I mean, that's my apprehension here. But, I mean, there's a big payout for the Raiders to upset the Chiefs here. I I think it could be possible. I really do, just because I'm still not a believer in this Chiefs offense right now. Yeah, they put up 27 against New England. Great. I get that. Um. I'm not jumping for joy, you know, over that. Uh, because prior to that, I mean, they they were struggling. They, they struggle to put up 30 points. I mean, they did put up 30 points in a win against Las Vegas about exactly a month ago they played. Uh, I don't know. I think this Raiders team has the ability to hang offensively with the Chiefs. It's the Chiefs defense that is the major thing. So if I'm getting 11 points, I'm going to do it. All right. Moving on to game number two, the New York Giants heading down to Philadelphia, spending Christmas in Philly, finding themselves getting 13 and a half points. Another one. Could could uh, Tommy Cutlets show up on Christmas Day? Maybe the Feast of the Seven Fishes down in Philly win himself a fucking game or at least, you know, cover with 13 and a half. You know, I think he can cover with 13 and a half because if you look at the Eagles last Three games, they've only scored 19, 13, and 17. They haven't even crossed the 20-point barrier in their last three games. Now, the NFL did them no favors. I mean, they gave them one gauntlet of a schedule. They had to go to Kansas City. Then they played Buffalo that went to overtime. Then they got the 49ers. Then they got Dallas. Then they got Seattle. This is kind of the reprieve that they needed is getting the New York Giants the lowest scoring team. Yeah, it's not New England, and it's not the Jets. It's the fucking New York Giants are the lowest scoring team in the NFL. That Eagles defense needs this. That Eagles offense needs this. That said, I still don't trust them. I know they're really good at home. They're 5-1 and one at home. The Giants are not good on the road, 2-6 and six away. But the, the Giants have not been anybody's bitch. They've at least tried to keep games close. I think they're going to keep this one closer than two touchdowns. I'll take the Giants... Uh, plus the 13 and a half, or I, Caesars moved it to 14. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do the same thing here. I will take the uh, the Giants. Yeah, we can get 14. We'll take 14. Uh, uh, there's a few few sports books that got the 14. So we'll take the Giants plus the 14 points here. Um, totally agree. Listen, I think uh, Eagles, this is a, uh, a much-needed win. They have to win this one. Division matchups are weird. It's, you know, uh, the Giants... They're playing for pride. I mean, they still have a mathematical chance, right? They still still can do it. They're five and nine. If they win today, improve to six and nine. A lot of things have to fucking go the Giants' way to be able. To, and plus, they got to face the Eagles one more time this season. Uh, I think the Giants want to play spoilers. I think a, Jalen Hurts is injured. I think the Giants can exploit that. I think the Eagles probably win, but I don't. I don't hate. I get, same thing. I don't hate money line plays on all three of the dogs this week. I think that could be a fun parlay. In fact, I ch I checked it out. If you bet all three dogs, 
to straight up win, right? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, straight up win. No points involved. Uh, it plays pays plus thirteen thousand one hundred. So there you go. Take uh, yeah, take your little Christmas uh, scratch off ticket. Two dollars that you won off of that. Throw the two dollars on all three teams fucking winning outright. Let's get to this third game because it is hell of a fucking Christmas Day matchup. The Ravens and the Niners potential Super Bowl fucking preview. A rematch of a Super Bowl from not too long ago. And here you go. Mad disrespect being thrown at the Ravens on the road, getting six points. Sex Panther, do the Niners flex on the Ravens? This is going to keep me up past my bedtime. I'm really looking forward to this game. I don't get an opportunity to watch a lot of football. This one, I will be watching. The 49ers right now just absolutely look like the team to beat. And Baltimore, I mean, this is the greatest opportunity they're going to get is to go into, I'm calling it Candlestick because I don't give a fuck what the name is, Candlestick Park, play the San Francisco 49ers on their own turf. Um, the This is probably more than just you know a measuring stick for both teams. This is probably um, somebody's engraving the MVP trophy when this game is over, right? It's either Lamar Jackson or Brock Purdy, although I still think it probably should be Christian McCaffrey. Um, but the Ravens have proven to me, they've proven that they are the best team in the AFC. Now they get to prove how they compete against the best of the NFC. They're six and one on the road. The 49ers are five and one at home. I don't know what you're supposed to say about either one of these teams, except there's no way six points should be the line. Would I be shocked if the 49ers won by six or more? No, but I really think the Ravens, this lane should be about three points. I think the Ravens keep this close. I think it's another one of those walk-off game-winning field goal situations. Um, and I'm going to take the Ravens with the six points. You know what this is saying to me is they're saying in the Super Bowl right now, if it was played today between these two teams, it would be San Francisco minus three, minus right? Three. That's basically yep. what you're saying. The line is is at this point. Neutral field would be minus three, um, which I could see that, you know, so I don't think that this line is extraordinarily crazy when, when, when you, you know, you factor in, you know, Niners probably are the slightly better team and they're at home. That said, I think six is too much. You know, I just, again, I just justified the six and I still think it's too much. I'm betting the Ravens uh, with you as well. So we're on all three of the dogs today. So that's going to spell doom for us. Uh, Poor Giants. They're going to lose by like 30. Um, <laughs> you know, but uh, listen, I, the Ravens have an opportunity here to demonstrate that they are the top team in the NFL. And if the 49ers come out and absolutely just fucking run all over Baltimore, there's no stopping them, you know? So hell of a fucking game. Great Christmas uh, game for us to watch. I feel bad for the NBA two years in a row. They've had to fucking compete with the NFL on Christmas day. It's usually the fucking NBA's fucking, you know, day to shine and now they got to share with the NFL, and and you know if you're sharing with the NFL, you're you're being pushed aside. That said, we do have got NBA games to bet on. Sex Panther, what do you like today? I like three of them. Let's start with the early one. The Milwaukee Bucks are going to New York take on the Knicks. Um, man, you always wonder how how these players feel about Christmas Day games. Like, are they just there because they have to be and just hurry up and get the fuck out? I I don't know, but. The Knicks have been playing better. The Bucks are playing great. 22 and 7. They've been excellent on the road. They're on the a middle of an incredibly long win streak. They've played a couple of close games. Um, Orlando stands out, but that, that's a really good defensive team. So think about this. Orlando held Milwaukee to 118 points. Great defensive team. Now you look at the other games. They beat the Knicks and scored 130. They beat the Spurs, scored 132. They beat Houston, scored 128. They beat Detroit, who was absolute garbage, scored 146. If you don't play defense against the Bucks, you're going to get whacked. I don't think the Knicks have enough on the defensive side. I only got to eat three and a half. I'll take the Bucks for 10 bucks. Yeah, you you wonder like how this like, fucking plays out. Like, what's 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 the preference here? Because I mean, in theory, if this was a little bit of a later game, you wake up in Milwaukee, you can have your fucking Christmas with your kids, get on a plane, and fucking fly out to New York and be fine, right? 
this is a 12 o'clock start. So, I mean, you're, you, you know, you don't really, unless you're waking your kids up at fucking, you know, 4 a.m., 5 a.m., you're, 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 you know, you're going to be fucking flying out pretty early. Uh, and then you play the game and then flying back home, you're not getting home until nighttime. So you're missing all fucking Christmas, essentially, if you're Milwaukee. Knicks, you know, they wake up, they have fucking time with their kids. They, you know, they're in no rush. So I wonder if Milwaukee, if that's playing a factor in some of these guys' heads of like, ah, fucking don't get to see my, well, maybe they don't want to see their family. I don't know. Um, Knicks at home. I was getting four. I like the Knicks with the four, the three and a half. I'll still like them. I'm going to lean New York in this one. I think the home, home, home court advantage probably in some of these games does matter. And I think the Knicks should be able to, you know, keep pace with uh, Milwaukee here. All right, next game up. The Golden State Warriors are at Denver. Take on the champs, Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets. And don't look now, but the Warriors are winning games. I Dare I say, Draymond Green on the trade block? Like, Draymond suspended, and all of a sudden they're winning games. I, is it coincidence? Ship him to I Detroit. Know, but... Just fucking ship him to Detroit. Like, he deserves to fucking play on the goddamn Pistons. That's what I'm going to say. He's in... He's, he's a he's a Michigan guy. He went to Michigan State. Um, they, they probably welcome him there. Uh, he does deserve that. I, I I used to love Draymond, but man, his antics are are old. And I think Golden State's probably moving on. But they, they got this young rookie since Draymond got suspended. They got this uh, young rookie, uh, Jackson something. Can't think of his name right off the top of my head. But he's been playing out of his mind. Dude is playing so good right now. But granted, Golden State's a little win streak here. They've got a couple quality wins, including over your Boston Celtics. But they've kind of gotten, you know, a couple Portlands and a Washington in there. Either way, going to Denver and catching a touchdown and a hook. I like the Nuggets to win. But I think these Warriors are going to have a little something for the champs. I'll take the points and put 10 bucks on the Warriors. Yeah, I totally agree. I do think Denver wins this one, but I think too many points. Seven and a half we can get in a couple of books here for the Warriors. I th Yeah, I think the Warriors can hang with uh, Denver. Um, yeah, it's funny, too. I was watching, like, an interview with uh, Damian Lillard uh, recently. Yeah, uh, you remember Lillard dropped, like, 71 points a couple years ago? Remember that? And, uh, you know, the interviewer asked him, it's like, you know, do you think anyone in this modern day era could score a hundred points? And Lillard's like, listen, man, you know, I missed X amount of three pointers in this game. I had a couple of uh, layups that were blocked, blah, blah, blah. That, that puts me at 90, right? So, I mean, if, if I hit a couple of those more shots, I'm at 90, this game goes to overtime. I hit a hundred, you know, so it's, it's quite possible that it could get done. And then the interview asked him was like, well, who in the NBA do you think has the most uh, likely chance of scoring a hundred points other than yourself? And without, without missing a beat, he's like Steph Curry. <laughs> You know, and that's the dangerous thing about this guy. As old as he is, uh, you know, Steph Curry could go off. And at Christmas Day, uh, big, you know, big kind of game. The Warriors trying to get themselves out of this fucking hole in the West. This could be a flex game for Steph Curry. So I like the Warriors here. More sport lean on Golden State. All right, last game up for me. We will rip the Band-Aid off and talk about your Boston Celtics. Going to L.A. to talk about everybody's favorite team, the Lakers, the Purple People Eaters. The uh, in-tournament champions <laughs> uh, have been absolute dog shit uh, ever since the tournament. Now, they did go on the road and beat Oklahoma City Thunder. Nice little check mark there. Nice little win. But uh, before that, they were getting served. And I, I don't like this team. Now, everybody's game time decision, Reddish, James, Davis, like, whatever. It's a Christmas Day game. It is prime time. Even going against the NFL. LeBron James ain't missing this game. Anthony Davis is not missing this game. And I don't care. I still hate this team. Three and a half points actually almost feels like a gift. I hope Boston beats them by two touchdowns. But I'll eat that three and a half. Put ten bucks on the Celts. Yeah, on the opposite side, it looks like Porzingis is the one that is questionable on the Celtics. This uh, three and a half... Take it if you can get it right now. This is dropping to four in most books. It opened up Celtics minus one and a half and is now down to four. So um, the steam, the momentum is definitely on the Celtics side. I'm betting the Celtics too. It's the only NBA game I'm betting on today. I'm, I'll, I'll bet the Boston Celtics. Uh, Homer pick, whatever. I don't fucking care. Uh, this team is playing next level. Yeah, they did drop that one to Golden State. Uh, Golden State always pr presents fucking problems for Boston. I don't care. Like, it's... it's they came out and beat the shit out of the Clippers. They've beat they beat the holy fuck out of Sacramento Kings. 
uh, this Boston team right now is just next level, right? I mean, all of them, all of them. Like, and and one of the guys goes down, it doesn't fucking matter. They've got so much goddamn talent. It's it's just it's ridiculous. So, uh, I, I'm hoping for a fun game. I always like when Boston and the Lakers match up. You know, LeBron always brings his fucking A game against the Celtics. So I think it'd be a fun game. But yeah, Boston minus three and a half. I'll do it too. Ten dollar bet on the Celtics. Um, do we got one more game left? Two more. Two more. There's two more. Uh, yeah, we'll I'm not betting either of these. Yeah, we'll touch them real quick. I'm not betting either of these, but let's talk 76ers at Miami. Uh, no Joel Embiid, so this line is 76ers plus three and a half. Uh, Jimmy Buckets will play today, so um, you can get here. You can get either uh, Miami minus two and a half or the Sixers plus three and a half. Yeah, without Joel Embiid, which I, I don't know if he's actually injured or just taking the game off. Um, I mean, he's been playing an MVP level. It's, it's him and Jokic once again. But without him, I just don't know if I like this team that much. Um, I probably would lean Miami here. I just don't like the three and a half. I, it, it's just hard. When you've got someone that's so important to a team like Joel Embiid is to the 76ers, it's just hard to bet this game. I, I would lean Miami, but th- there's no way I would touch this one. Yeah, I think I would lean the 76ers in this one. They're actually pretty good on the road this year. Uh, even without Joel Embiid, I think, you know, Maxi and, and some of the uh, other talented players that they've got in the Sixers is enough to kind of uh, hold court against Miami. Miami not dominant at home this year, so I'd probably lean the 76ers in that one. Last game up, let's look at the Dallas Mavs on the road against the Phoenix Suns, Phoenix minus four and a half. This line is down. It opened at minus five and a half. Something's up with the Phoenix Suns. They are not playing good basketball right now. Um, they've, they've, they've lost seven out of the last 10 games. They're on a two-game losing streak. They're currently outside of the playoff picture in the, in the West right now. Dallas started off the season really, really hot. Kind of cooled off a bit, bouncing back right now. They're kind of like in the middle of the pack over there in the West um, looking at this Dallas Mavs team, getting those points, I'd probably lean Dallas in this one. I don't like this Phoenix Suns team. I hate this funny Phoenix Suns team, and uh, I, I'm kind of starting to wonder if we're going to start hearing Kevin Durant demand a trade because, um, you know, whenever he can't win, he's got to go somewhere else to do it. Dallas without Kyrie, uh, say what we will about Kyrie. I know we're not fans, but him and Luka have been doing work. Problem is, when one and or both of them are missing, it's just not the same team. I still think Luka uh, playing this game can keep this within four and a half. I mean, there's just nothing to take away from Phoenix. They have no identity. Durant puts up his numbers. Bradley Beal has been out pretty much the entire season. Um, I feel bad for Booker because I like Booker, but this is, uh, this is a team that is just, I can't get behind them. I would lean Dallas with the points. I'm going to play a game of what if. I know we're running long, but what if Kevin Durant never left the Golden State Warriors? You know, I mean, he would have missed that. He would have missed the time like he missed with Brooklyn. But Golden State won a championship, you know, after he left. I th- I listen, I think Golden State probably wins like two, maybe even a third if he would have fucking stayed with this team. Like, uh, what a fucking terrible way to fucking uh, shit on your career, man. You know, um, I get it, forcing your way outside of OKC and and you know not not wanting to fucking do that anymore. It's cool. I get that. Joining the fucking team that won seventy three games the year before, uh, winning a title, winning two titles there. I think he could have won more. He just should have fucking stayed put. And as for the Suns, this was a team that was the best in the NBA a couple years ago, and I think they mm-hmm. fucked it all up by getting rid of fucking Chris Paul and bringing in uh, Beal, who's not playing. He's injured. Bringing in Durant. Um. Suns fucked up their momentum with Devin Booker and the the the, the flow of this team. Uh, Kevin Durant fucked up his career by not staying with the Golden State Warriors. Uh, so to me, like Suns just just team full of fuck ups right now. Yeah, it's just it's just bad decision making from upper management. Um, but I get it when you have a team that's really good and you're banging on the door, like you're there and you can't get over the hump. You got to figure out what changes to make and. Sometimes you just accept the fact that there's just other teams that are just better than you and you're not going to get there. The changes they've made have not worked out for them. And I think any changes that they make moving forward is only going to get worse. Durant's older, Beal's older. 
Booker is probably contracts going to get to the point where he's going to want out of there and they are going to be Portland, Portland Trailblazers 2.0 in a couple of years. Totally agree. All right, here we go. Our Christmas present to you is a five way parlay. We've got the Las Vegas Raiders getting 11 and a half points in the NFL. We got the New York Giants getting 13 and a half points in the NFL. You got the Baltimore Ravens plus six in the NFL. We've got the Golden State Warriors getting seven and a half in the NBA. And we got the Boston Celtics minus three and a half in the NBA. That five team parlay pays. $2,536. Feel free to take the whole parlay, dissect it however you want, or say, guys, go fuck yourselves. I'm going to do my own parlay. Either way, enjoy your Christmas. Sex Panther, take us home. Uh, great to be back. Thanks, Max, for holding down the fort while I was gone, allowing me to be gone. So uh, it was a great time with my two sons. Um, big shout out to our sponsors, to our commercial guys. Big thank you to you guys. Merry Christmas to us. Sorry, Max. Um, but you guys, DJs, man, we're so thankful for you guys. Glad you just got to spend, uh, I guess, technically like a half a year with Max and I. Looking forward to 2024. We will be here every single day this week. Not sure what times. I'm off all week, Max, so whatever your schedule wants to be. But uh, this is where we hang out. Come in and shoot the shit with us. Call us out by name. We'll holler right back. Most importantly, let us know what you did over the weekend, what you're doing today. And when it's all said and done, kids, Merry Christmas and make some money, fools. This show is sports entertainment. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only. And any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. In short, don't be stupid. Gamble responsibly. We will not be held responsible. Peace. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.